hello and welcome back. My name is Deanna and as always, I am joined by the amazing Jennifer and Tatiana. Hi, ladies. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Who Says podcast. It is great to be with you all. I would love to start by sharing that lately in my life, perfection has been creeping its little ugly head into my life. And of course, this is just something that we've learned as a child to be perfect on everything. At least I'll speak for myself. I have. There's all the the pressure to be a certain way, act a certain way. And how I was raised, all the events that you plan have to be a certain way. And I've been planning a lot of events in my life right now. Uh, my mom turned 70 and she wanted to have a birthday party for her 70th birthday. I'm not going to lie. It was a lot of fun and it was a lot of work because my sister and I have helped her throw this amazing party. Of course, that's when it started to creep up the being perfect. And this has to be perfect for everyone. It's going to be the event of the entire community. Everyone's going to be talking about it for the rest of the year. So it's got to be perfect. I think like my mom and sister and I got wrapped up in the whole, we got to get the right food. We got to get the right decorations and it's just got to be perfect. And even like the shoulds creeped up too. It should be this certain way and it should be the party of the century. And then there's like a lot of pressure that you put on yourself and then you lose sight of why are we doing this again? What was the big why that we were putting on this party. Oh, but to celebrate my mom, like that's the why. So that's kind of what's been showing up for work. I also planned our holiday party. It's also showing up there too. Of course, with work, I also have to send the right email. I have to, you know, reread the email like a million times before I send it. So there's that. And then there's now I, my name is attached to this holiday party that we have zero budget and zero money to plan. So it got to make it look amazing. And oh my gosh, so much pressure. Literally halfway into decorating because we had two hours to decorate. We rent a space in a building and they let us have this space for free, which was great. But we had two hour time frame to decorate and get all the food set up. So halfway into decorating, I'm like, wait, this is this, I got to stop. This is too much. Whatever we don't get out and set, it, it's just going to be, it's going to be perfect. It's going to be fine. Cause the whole point of this party is to get everyone together. We didn't have a holiday party for two years because of COVID and everyone being like off site. So I'm like, people are going to freaking love this party. I had a, like a realization hit me like putting out the the chili and the cups and I'm like I need to just stop I just need to stop and enjoy I was like wow this is a perfect topic to discuss with the ladies and for our listeners because as we enter into the holiday season like Christmas is next week uh, it's definitely rearing its ugly head it's showing up for me gotta get the perfect gifts gotta have the perfect tree gotta have the perfect decorations here for my house yeah so it's, it's there. It's there for me. I'll pause. That's what I had to share on this topic. I'm sure we can go down many, many other lanes of this as we were chatting before we hit record. I'm interested to see where you ladies take us with this whole topic. 
Well, quick question for you, Deanna. What does having the perfect decorations mean? I think it was more like it's got to look a certain, you know, it's got to look nice. Not necessarily. Well, and we had to have decorations because we didn't have any. So I'm like, let me take from home. And you're talking about the holiday party. Oh, no. Actually, I was talking about at home. You were saying like just having just an example. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Got it. Because I think when we're striving for perfection, you're right. We lose sight of the why. I'm very attached to, for me, always really wanting to do a good job. To get the acknowledgement to just be looked at as, oh, that Jennifer, we can always count on her. Maybe it started in school. I was always a really good student. I like structure. And um, one of the things that really worked for me about school is if you if you worked hard, and you did a good job, then you got acknowledgement, you got a reward, you got an A, you got stickers, gold stars, whatever it looked like. And uh, for my personality type, I really thrive with that. I like it, Mm -hmm. you know? So then I remember being- It's a learned thing, you know? We're taught that from- Yeah, absolutely. Before that. And if you buy into it and you like school and you're, you know, you, you like the structure, structure works for you, great. I mean, you know, but I think on the flip side, it probably causes a lot of harm for people who aren't na- not naturally inclinated to the way school is structured. A lot of people doesn't work for them, you know? So yeah. And then it's the comparison thing too. I know we had a, a oh, yeah. topic on, on that too. Cause it's, you know, you're comparing yourself to the, the good one and the, Oh yeah, exactly. Stars. Oh, sorry guys. <laughs> I was never at the very top of the class. I was always in like, <laughs> you know, closer to the top than the bottom, right? But I I was somebody who had to work hard for the good mm-hmm. grades. But I remember, you know, after school going into the real world and um, jobs and working for other people, it's like, I just continued to strive and do my best, go above and beyond. It just all had sort of knit together over time. And Um, It dawned on me after a while, there is no immediate sort of reward or assessment around how you're doing. If, if your boss happens to say that was amazing, great job, you know, then there's some validation, like you're on the right path, but it's like, whether it's like a promotion or raise, I've kind of lost my train of thought at this point. And what I wanted to say initially is that we lose sight of what we're up to because there is this connection or attachment or story around what being perfect means. And it was kind of hidden from my view. I didn't really understand that's what was going on, but I liked the feeling of having that external validation of me being quote unquote good, good at something because going above and beyond. So I guess that kind of became my, what perfectionism looked like wanting to always do the very best I could do, endlessly working on certain projects, taking extra time on things. I, for a long time, I thought perfectionism was only related to doing, to tasks. And Deanna shared this cool article with us ahead of this episode. And it reminded me yet again that perfectionism isn't just about tangible doing of tasks, of projects, of homework. It's it's not. It's actually about how we view our our life if we're striving to hit a certain vision of what we think it should be. I think shoulding and perfectionism literally are linked at the head. The article talks about the shoulding as well. And the article, I will say, it's called Why a Purposeful Life 
means you have to forget about perfection. And it's powerofpositivity.com. And I think I get their emails, just like the five love languages or something. I subscribed on Facebook to it and that it always kind of just pops up. And it's like positive messages. And sometimes it has a link to articles. And I was like, this is really interesting. And that's when I kind of got into, ooh, how is this showing up in my life? I also was reading, there was a quote that popped up. It said, where does perfection stop you from living your life? And I was like, oh, where does it? And then I immediately, what came to my mind were the, my mom's party, because it takes you out of the game. Perfection, striving for it takes you out of being in the moment and being with the people you love. And that's what I realized in the, at the holiday party. I was like, I'm missing it. I'm missing the moment. And I was just like, just stop. I just, just got to stop. Whatever decorations are put out at this moment, it's great. Because we're going to have to clean it all up in an hour anyway. <laughs> so like, just stop and enjoy. Everything's going to be great. The food is out. And it was awesome. So yeah, it, it takes you out of the game. And it goes into the shoulds. So, you know, like I was saying earlier, it's not your fault. It's not my, it's not our fault. It's just, it's how we are raised. It's just part of, of who you are. And if you don't get some awareness around it, it will control you. The whole, I should be thinner, taller, less round. I should eat less, exercise more wake up earlier. I should work harder. <laughs> Just like you were saying, Jennifer, the more I do, you know, the better it'll be, better I'll be. I should take up running. I should do yoga. I mean, come on, it will take over your life. Another thing that it said is perfection paralyzes progress. 20 minutes of doing something is more valuable than 20 hours of thinking about doing something. I was like, oh my God, this is so great. <laughs> now, and just remember that when you're like in your thinking. <laughs> yeah, that so resonated with me because you know what I do for those 20 hours? I try to figure out how to start the thing so that I can guarantee perfection. And perfection is the goal that I want. That's what I used to do all the time. I would never start anything. I would just think about it because I'm like, if I think about and plan hard enough, then this will work. And this working, I guess, is like the, the perfect goal, right? Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love that quote. So good. Tatiana, do you have any gold over there to share? Are you going to hide it from us? I do. <laughs> and I'm waiting for the hydroponic machine to stop making sense. <laughs> I didn't know it was very loud. So I didn't know if you guys could hear that um, or not. But it's so funny. I had a, like a flurry of thoughts around all of the things that you were sharing and a bunch of different things came up for me. And one was I, I just got really aware of how not present I am in my life in general. And especially recently, like when you were saying it's the holidays, I got to get the perfect gift. I got to get the whatever, you know, I, and for me, I will say this, that for a very, very long time, I felt like I had to look a certain way and how I looked, I had to look perfect. Like I had mm -hmm. to be perfect. And that was something that I really spent a lot of time focusing on. And it wasn't until I took a landmark class and, and I take pride in how I look anyway. And I, I love dressing up, whatever, but I just like took it to the 10,000th degree. 
And I remember I sat down next to someone in one of my, our classes and we got to talking and sharing. And at the end of the class, the guy comes over to me and he's like, wow, you know what? Based on how you were dressed and stuff, I, every single class, I just thought you were some stuck up person, you know, just based on how you dress and you, you know, you really care about what you look like, but you just, I just thought you were stuck up and come to find out that you're a really cool, normal person. And I just didn't realize that focusing so much on that piece took something away from my personality that people just didn't get to see. Like they didn't get to see normal, regular me because I was so focused on like, okay, look, my hair has to look a certain way. It has to be sleek back. I was always wearing black, me in a little black dress. <laughs> get out of here, guys. I have more little black dresses than you can possibly imagine. <laughs> like my, my bestie can vouch. There were just a certain types of clothes that I wouldn't even look at because they weren't my style. I could never wear that. That's too whimsical. That's too many colors. That's too fun. I'm not fun. I have to be serious, you know? And then this showed up again, like when I was, it started a new job and I just took on work, like how I took on school and just taking it pretty seriously. And I was like, it has to be perfect. And I remember one of the, one of the newer, younger folks on the team walked over to me after we got out of a meeting and she was like, how do you have your life so together? Like, I want to be like you when I grow up. And I remember sitting there thinking, girl, you have no idea. I'm like running out the house two minutes late, you know, like I'm a hot mess. And it was in thinking about these things while you ladies were sharing. I'm like, when you strive for perfection, people lose a part of you and you lose a part of you in that pursuit because you aren't perfect. We aren't perfect. And if you are listening and you are perfect, let us know how you got there because yeah, I have not, I mean, seriously, like I have not seen it. I haven't experienced it. But what I do know is that when I hear about stories and like see things on Facebook and see their lives and see people's, oh, I'm like, oh, they have the perfect life. When I actually have a conversation with those folks, they're like, my life isn't perfect. What are you talking about? It really, hearing it and seeing it are two different things. But I know that it, I get so much when I hear from those people that, no, you're just seeing the highlight reels. Real life mm -hmm. looks like X, Y, Z. And I'm like, oh, I can relate to that. And there's so much more peace and ease and grace that I can give myself over here. I recently read Becoming by Michelle Obama and I'm like, oh my God, wait, she stresses about stuff? What, <laughs> you know, like, oh, well, if Michelle Obama can stress about stuff, I'm allowed to stress about stuff, you know? Like I can have the, the space and the grace to like be a human being. Just knowing that there are people out there who we see as perfect who aren't and then share, when they share that piece of them, it's like we get that authenticity, then we can share more and be present be closer to the people that we're actually engaging with and then actually get to see that, yes, you're here to celebrate your mom's birthday. Yes, you're here to celebrate just being together after being separated for like two years, you know, thanks to the pandemic. And that's just really what I got present to was how much, when you were like, oh, well, how often are we, how much time are you spending being perfect or how much are you pursuing perfectionism? Like, what am I not? You know, yeah. like how, how not present am I? Mm. You know, that's a better question. And every time I turn around, I'm like, oh, not present there. And I can tell because I'm like missing out on joy. Like that's yeah. joy I'm missing, especially now during the yeah. holiday season. It's super important. I want to suck it all in, all the joy. And the Christmas lights aren't up the way that I want. And you know, it's and okay. The, the Christmas lights ready. are the right. Food's not ready. I wanted it to be. And the, da, 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 da. Right. It goes down have to the certain traditions. And I know we talked about that too before. Yep. So <laughs> it all kind of, it's like related. It's all kind of like intertwined together. And maybe it is a mind shift. Maybe it is not striving for perfection, but maybe striving for excellence instead. I know the article kind of hits on that too. Instead of like, I have to be perfect or things should be this way. Let me just try to be a little bit better. Thanks for bringing that up. Yes. 
you're welcome. And I love this topic. I feel like we could yeah. go into this forever and ever. Amen. Um, <laughs> but it, what's really funny is I had a paradigm shift when we started in the pandemic from thinking like, cause we don't go into the office anymore. I don't have to look any kind of way. My little face on my zoom thing. It looks great. <laughs> you know, I'm like that, that Tatiana is ready for, ready for work and uh, always looking fantastic. Shelly has to be so. perfect from like neck <laughs> exactly. up. <laughs> no one is any the wiser, right? If I'm wearing PJs and, you know, whatever, um, you know, from my shoulders down, right? But it's so funny. I had like this paradigm shift in my mind from, okay, well, what does it look like to strive for perfection from like a work perspective? But then the pandemic hit and my like priorities shifted. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be that person that people feel like they can't relate to. I don't want someone to look at me on the street and think, oh, she's stuck up. I want someone to look at me on the street and say, oh man, that person's so happy. Look at how happy they are. Or, you know, oh my gosh, that person's really enjoying that sandwich that they're eating or whatever they're doing, right? Like whatever it is, I don't want them to look at me and think that I'm not approachable. I'm not empathetic. I don't have feelings, which is how previously folks would relate to me in some scenarios. So having shifted, now I'm like, okay, well, what would it look like to just throw that type of perfectionism out, throw that out the window, but what if I just change the way I see perfect? What if perfect, like, and perfect is like a moving, you know, moving target. What if perfect today looks like I got out of bed and brushed my teeth? Tomorrow it's maybe I did get that workout in. I didn't finish it all the way, but I got 10 minutes through. Mm. That's perfect. That's what I did. I love Works out that. great. So yeah, that was the flip that. side. Of- we, we're in control. It's reclaiming the power mm. of what actually, what is the definition of perfection? The paradigm shift for me, the first time that I had sort of the facade started to crack or I got connected with having to let go around the doing. So years ago, I was working in anthropology and I was supporting the visual display team because I thought while in my corporate job, I was like, that's my dream job. That's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to like build and create and So there I am, you know, working and and helping in this tiny little workshop, teeny tiny little workshop in part of the retail store. Normally, I was always on kind of my own time. Like when I was at work, I'd be given things. I was by myself privately at my desk, my office, working on things and having anybody like breathing down my neck. Well, everything that had to be done project-wise at Anthropology was like as fast as humanly possible. And that's not my jam. I'm like, hold on. I need some time to think about how I'm going to do this, how I'm going to start, how I'm going to, you know, the whole thing. There was no time for that. And it was such a great life lesson for me. I was given no time to overthink. And the overthinking, the spending 20 hours right now that I would have done that. And if I had had a more unlimited amount of time, I would have spent a long time maybe drawing stuff out, thinking in my head, Googling, like trying to figure out the best, most perfect way that I could execute a project. There was no time for any of that. It was just like hit the ground running at all times. So it was very uncomfortable in the beginning. I was so uncomfortable, like in my thoughts of like, I don't know what I'm doing. I haven't had time to think about this, figure this out. What am I supposed to do? This is going to look like shit, like all of it. And then I just started to crank things out. And it just had me start to realize it helped build some confidence for me that I could just step into the, the not knowing. And it really started to shift my willingness to do that type of thing. So I think that was many years ago. I'm not a completely different person. And I can see where if I have an idea or something that I want to try, 
I am much, much more likely just to kind of get going with it versus just staying in thought for weeks or months. Podcast is part of the example of that. Before anthropology, that probably would have stayed a thought in my head that I would have marinated over thinking it to death to figure out like Mm. how exactly you guys know I overthought it plenty once we were all, you know, working on it. So I would say for me that started to shift how I felt about the level of preparation I needed. And again, the preparation I felt had to happen so that I could guarantee a positive outcome. And Mm. I started to become okay with good enough, which was huge. I mean, as somebody, you know, we all have our tendencies towards perfectionism, but anybody who's like recovering perfectionism is like, oh, dang, good enough. That's a striving for excellence, you know, the whole, it's it's good enough. And that's kind of what happened to me in the moment. I was like, this is good enough. Yes. This is is so good enough right now. This is like perfect. And it's, it's so great to what you said, because it really kills off creativity. Cause you start to like get in that thinking, 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 and then it's like, no, nothing creative can happen from that space. (laughs) So once you start to do and to actually take action, and that's, I think why it was like, we actually couldn't start decorating until two hours before the party. So it was killing me. It was cute to not be able to get in the room and be able to, cause I had everything on my cart. I had it ready to go. We just had to get it out and get it somewhere. And that was, it was like, oh, in my mind, you know, I was planning it all. I had a little floor plan I built on PowerPoint. Like I printed it out. I cut up the little tables so we could figure out like where we were going to like, y'all, I had to be in action around it the, for the two months we were planning it. We started planning it super early and I was like, I've got to keep being creative or this is just going to be a thought and a lot of thinking about it. At one point I was like, this is enough. This is, this is enough. Also, Jennifer, you hit on feeling in control. You felt more in control about what you were doing and you finally had that power. And the article hits on that too, or one of the articles I read today Um, It talked about what happens to people when they stop chasing the perfection. They started feeling more in control. They started feeling happier and more grateful. They started feeling more positive. They started achieving more because they were actually taking action and then started living their life fully. So you just like took us right there. So thank you, Jennifer. Oh my gosh. Thank you for recreating my experience because I didn't, I was never looking at it quite like that. I thought of a real life example from present day. Um, I've been doing some design work and I caught myself actually intentionally the other day. I took a look at what I was needing to work on and just going like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do with this, right? I don't know how I'm going to rework this or whatever. And then I saw myself and I'm like, nope, you don't need to give any more thought to that. You always pull it off. Yes, you have no idea how it's going to go. You're going to sit down and at the end of the day, something's going to come out. And so I've stopped doing that because I would always set myself up for like, holy shit, how am I going to pull this out again? I always like to kind of go above and beyond when I deliver stuff. So Mm -hmm. there is that concern of like, how will I be able to do this again? I don't even know where to start. And I go, nope, you don't have to worry about that because you always do. 
And so yeah. I really like tapped into more confidence about myself. And that's not always theirs. It's something that I have to acknowledge. And going back to what Tatiana mentioned in the beginning, it all comes down to awareness. Otherwise we're being ruled by it because we don't realize that that's what's happening. You have no idea that that's what's running the show. Mm, yeah. It's always, it's Until always you the start first to step. say, you yeah. see that quote and you're like, Ooh, where has perfection stopped me from living, just living yeah. my life or just living your best life at my mom's party afterwards and seeing how much everyone enjoyed the party and just how grateful that they were that they had a party to go to because there's not much to do in the middle of small town Pennsylvania but they were so appreciative of everything and my mom of course was like oh my gosh and she wrote me this like cute little thank you card and she was so grateful and then the holiday party I'm still getting chat messages about how much fun it was it was a blast it was so great to see everybody. Thank you so much for all the time and all the work that it took to, I mean, it was a lot. And that made it all worth it. It made it all worth it. He, they recognized me and, and the other woman that put the event off and that was all worth it to me. I was like in tears just to get that, like, thank you from the big boss ladies. So anyway, I thought it would be a really awesome topic to share about as we, like I said, go into the holidays. So for all of you out there that are just spinning your your wheels and, and trying to be perfect, um, take a step back if you can and be curious. Maybe it is a, a simple mind shift of not striving for perfection, but striving for that next step up for you. I hope you enjoyed this episode please feel free to reach out to us at who says the podcast at gmail.com. Send us your love, send us your topic ideas. Thanks for joining us ladies. As always, thank you. It's been a pleasure and we will be back with you soon. Bye ladies. Bye. Bye.